mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com If you are fighting with loneliness, you don't just need to run into a relationship to solve it. In order to make the most authentic human connections, you need to be aware of your weaknesses yeah. as well as your strengths. If you leave your father's house, it's going to take care of you. Me. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about loneliness, hyper-independence and grown womanhood. Interesting. Being stuff. the modern woman. Okay. All sorts of exciting stuff today. But before we get into that, we've got a bit of housekeeping that we need to do. The first is announcing the winner of May's Vision Challenge. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, sisters, for all of your entries. We've loved seeing all of you guys with your solo dates and taking yourselves out. It has been wonderful to see. But we've unfortunately had to pick just one sister who would be the winner. And the winning sister for this month is beautiful underscore dot stain on Instagram. Congratulations, girl. We will be messaging you shortly with some details on how we will be sharing with you your £100 gift prize. So congratulations and well done you for investing in yourself this month. We love to see it. Took yourself on a really nice little cheeky coffee day day experience beautiful to see and sisters not to worry if you felt like you missed out on getting in on that challenge or getting in on that prize there are still seven months left for you to prove yourself and win a hundred pounds for investing in yourself and without further ado the next challenge for june this month you will have a month to do it is to the sister who completed three random acts of kindness this month. So as a sisterhood, as a community, we're all about ensuring that we are kind, we are good people and we are investing in other people. And sometimes it can be super easy to be kind to people that you know or people that you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. So we'd like for you to actively go out of your way to complete three random acts of kindness, preferably to people that you're not as close to just so that you can spread the loving and all of that good stuff. And as per usual, the rules are the same. Make sure that you post evidence of these random acts of kindness, preferably after the act don't be making people feel awkward we see y'all up in the socials Mm. doing all sorts of acts of kindness just for the social media Mm -hmm. buzz so preferably after just let us know what you've done post it on tiktok post it on twitter or post it on instagram with the hashtag vision 22 and at us on social media so that we can see those wonderful acts of kindness it can literally be anything Mm -hmm. it could be buying somebody a coffee it could be taking someone out Mm -hmm. it could be anything you like any random act of kindness times three exciting scenes now moving on from housekeeping into the ding 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 dilemma dilemma I really like this dilemma because it's a lot more I think it's very in tune and in line with the actual episode itself um but let's get into it yeah 
Hi, sisters. Hello. I've been really enjoying the podcast lately about self-love and development. Mm-hmm. I think the points made on accountability and self-awareness are very crucial. And I'm glad you guys always shine a light on it. I have a bit of a question, though. Mm-hmm. How do I tell the difference sometimes between being self-aware and not making excuses for destructive behavior versus being overly self-critical? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I blur the lines and blame myself for every situation in the guise of calling this self-awareness. Mm-hmm. How does one incorporate being teachable but not tearing themselves apart internally at the same time yeah. with love? Very good question. And I think as somebody who can often fall into the more extreme end of being self-critical and all of that. I think it's important to remember that self-awareness always leads to a hopeful change. So it's, Mm. you're hopeful that, okay, I've come to the, it's come to my attention that X, Y, Z, I do X, Y, Z, or I've done something that I'm not um, happy about, or I'm not performing to the level I want to, whatever your self-awareness has revealed to you. Once you've come to that revelation, there should be some kind of productive um, commitment to a change, right? And that change should make you feel hopeful it should make Mm -hmm. you feel like oh okay so I just need to change xyz or go on this journey or speak to this person or do whatever once I've done that though I've grown you know I think you fall you know you've fallen into that negative side of things where you're being self-critical when your conclusions the conclusions of your self-awareness is just I'm I'm a bad person Mm -hmm. or I've done xyz and I'm unable to change or you know I shouldn't have done that now what there needs to be a degree of progress um and rather than a feeling of condemnation and a feeling of well this is it then this is what I've done and this means negative that's it I think it's important to realize that self-awareness is just a tool you use to make progress Mm -hmm. it is not about a final judgment and it's not about um kind of taking this snapshot of your life right now and that action that you did or that occurrence that happened and making that the summary of all that you are it's Mm -hmm. just a snapshot it's literally just a clip of your performance in a particular circumstance and now that you've evaluated that didn't go so well it's time to take it another step further and actually do what is well what is good um once you kind of dedicate yourself to that response of I'm going to constantly give myself a chance, if something comes up, I'm going to give myself the opportunity to change. Mm. Self-awareness becomes less about, like I said, judgment, condemnation, feelings of kind of totality and end, mm. but rather opportunities and windows for change. That's a hopeful thing. And I think that's when you realize, okay, cool. I'm not blurring the lines here. I'm not weighing towards the other end of the spectrum of self-awareness and self-critique. I'm actually being productive in my evaluation of myself. As soon as your evaluation of yourself is no longer constructive or productive, it becomes self-deprecating. Nobody wants that. Yeah, that's what I'd say. I really like that. No, I really like that. And I love the fact that you basically touching on the importance of intentionality Mm. in a lot of our like reflective and like evaluative reflections right Mm -hmm. like to what end am I doing this Mm. for and I think sometimes especially as women we can get into this mindset of because I criticize myself so heavily that's Mm -hmm. Mm self-awareness and 
even though it is a form of self-awareness insofar mm. as you are aware of some of the traits that you may not like or you're aware of some of the behaviors that you're currently perp perpetrating that you don't like yeah. if the intention is to destroy and the intention isn't to actually be productive and to build and become a better person then there's actually no point in that self-awareness mm -hmm. so it's kind of like moving that self-awareness with like intent which yeah. i really really like and i think that sometimes the self-awareness like when we are critiquing ourselves it's important that we approach ourselves as we would approach other people right so when we think about giving feedback to other people or when we think about like you know sharing things with other people mm. we can be a lot more we can allow other people a lot more grace mm. and we think about like their positives as well yeah. as their negatives um i don't know if you've come across uh they call it like a crap sandwich mm -hmm. when you're giving feedback where it's like you try and layer it with something positive mm -hmm. in order to deliver the blow. And I think sometimes we can overestimate our capacity to just take the crap in the sandwich mm -hmm. without the rest of the sandwich. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for us to be like kind to ourselves, even when we are being self-aware yeah. or we are being self-critical. Like there's a way to be critical, but be kind. Yeah. And I think prioritizing that kindness to self mm -hmm. is really important. I think it's something that we touched upon in some, in quite a few of our last few episodes, mm -hmm. actually, where like the way you speak to yourself, yeah. the way you talk to yourself, yeah. the intentions behind it is yeah. really important. Um, so yeah, I basically in a nutshell, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> in a roundabout yeah. way, I agree. Um, <laughs> And sometimes it will actually take time to like learn how to speak to yourself yeah, kindly as well. It does take time. Because it's not even like, it's not the same way that you would be kind to other people. Yeah. But then it's a new language that you're speaking to yourself as well. Mm. So I think it's really taking the time to understand what are my intentions with my self-awareness? How do I communicate that to myself? Um, and how do I ensure that I'm doing this in a productive way that doesn't actually like, it's not self-deprecating. Yeah. It's something that actually builds me up. Yeah very good but sending you lots of love and light sis hopefully that you know over time it will be something that you develop and get more into the habit of being yeah. kind and being nice to yourself whilst practice. also being intentional exactly it takes practice exactly but yeah moving swiftly on into the topic of today's conversation mm -hmm. loneliness hyper independence being the modern woman yeah so this episode came to me very interestingly as a result of like conversations in general I've been having with different people, particularly women. Um, and I, I know we've engaged with the whole idea of like the boss babe and all of that kind of stuff. And one thing that I noticed when we're talking about things like boss babe and especially in hyper independence and the modern woman is we often talk about it in the lens of like romantic relationships. Yeah. And we don't always talk about some of the other implications of being somebody that's hyper independent mm. particularly as women mm -hmm. and what that means for like relationships outside of the romantic so our friendships and our family and the professional um i guess the first question i have for you is have you ever experienced like bouts of being hyper independent or mm. needing to be very very independent mm -hmm. and what would you say were some of the impacts that it had on you uh yeah like I think I I like to think I'm a very independent person um and I have been for a long time I think depending on how you grew up your personal circumstances you don't necessarily make a choice to become hyper dependent or to even be yeah, to become hyper-dependent. I think you can make a choice to be independent. Okay, mm. I'm going to, you know, take it on myself to create the life that I want. And I'm going to do my best to do what's whatever's in my power. And so kind of restrict the other factors 
of other people and depending on other people. Um, but I think you make that transition into being hyper independent when it becomes difficult now to accept help or it becomes, um, your independence becomes such a part of your identity and it's mm. no longer just a coping mechanism or something in response to something, but it becomes who you are. Um, and I also think it happens when, not that you become used to doing things on your own, but like you just don't think to ask for help. Mm. So I think it's easy to just slip into becoming hyper-independent. And I think the way it can affect relationships, I think there is a positive to it in the sense that like, you often can then enter into relationships, friendships and stuff like that just for presence rather than things mm. and like help and mm. stuff like that. And I think sometimes people can struggle in that element of things like I'm with someone or I know somebody because of what I can get from them rather than the fact that I really enjoy this person. Yeah. So I think that's one element of it. When you're very independent, it becomes easier to pick people to be around you based on your love for them and what they, I guess their essence rather than what they bring to mm. the table per mm. se. Mm. However, I think it becomes negative, it can be negative when there's no degree of like reciprocation because I don't ask you for much, don't ask me for much kind of thing. Um, also, I think people want to be let into your problems and be let into your life because it builds intimacy. So when you don't give people opportunities to do things for you or help you with things or give you advice or serve you in some way, it can be hard to build intimacy with that person because you don't have opportunities to create memories or experiences or mm. a history that is outside of just like, lunch brunch dinner yeah and like seeing each other at parties and occasions you go I mean it's there's no level of I, I feel like it creates depth when you allow people to serve you and you also allow yourself to serve other people but when you are hyper independent you don't really create those opportunities for people mm. and so I would say those are the ways that like it can impact relationships I think in the I I don't really know if it's impacted relationships <laughs> for me mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just an element of self-awareness that I haven't really like reached. Unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> but I personally don't think it has just because I, I think there's a way to program your mindset to balance the two things I was just talking about, which mm. is I can be there for myself, but also I can allow other people to be there for me. And I think that's a journey you go on learning to ask for help, learning to be comfortable receiving people's help mm. and receiving people's um, assistance in whatever way that could be advice it could be acts of service it could be buying stuff it could whatever it might be when you allow people in in that way it doesn't take away from your independence it doesn't take away from your capacity mm. to actually take care of yourself and be fine all by yourself it just means that you you allow people that entry point into building intimacy with you um and I think I I would like to think I balance those two kind of well which is you allow people to serve you. You serve other people. But if people don't show up to serve you, it's calm. Yeah. You're all right. Yeah. I prefer hyper-independence over hyper-dependence, personally. Oh, child. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't personally. The truth. But how about you? Same question. Yeah. Right back at you. Yeah, right back at me. Ooh, tennis. Um, <laughs> serve. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> serve. Get it right back at you. Uh, Serena Williams. Serve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing let that slide slide no I need to stop I'm I need to screaming. stop I actually need to stop I'm on a roll um, you know when you're on a roll with a very bad joke mm. 
And it's, it's like, right. it's causing more confusion than it is clarity. <laughs> no, I get the reference, like, because tennis, but serve is the first person. Oh. Yeah. There's a te- <laughs> technical error on my part. Sorry. Reel it back in, reel it back in, reel it back in. Camera. Okay. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think similarly, um, I don't think hyper-independence impacts many of my relationships now, Mm. but it definitely impacted quite a few of my relationships earlier on, purely because I was definitely the kind of person that found it difficult to ask for help. Mm. So I think that one of the ways that it impacts people as well as impacted me Mm -hmm. was it becomes very difficult to reach out to people. And as you said, um, give people opportunities to serve you, even when you're floundering and like literally drowning. So for me, like when you grow up in like circumstances whereby you're already, if you've gone through, for example, uh, what's the word? parentification or if there are certain times in your life where you've had to like step up in a position of authority long before you're (laughs) appropriately supposed to it can be very difficult trusting other people and it can be very difficult to allow people to serve you because already in your mind you've created this impression that people are always going to fail you definitely and that becomes toxic because it means that all of the dependency and the capacity to have expectations for other people Mm -hmm. becomes redirected towards you and Mm -hmm. builds up as this like internal pressure that you um mount upon yourself so it's just you yourself and i um that is literally trying to fulfill what should be fulfilled by multiple different types of people um so i think it can be really toxic in terms of like facilitating that internal pressure becoming like for me when i was like growing up i was definitely perfectionist Mm. definitely i need to get to the top of the top i need Mm. to be um perfect i need to make sure that everything for me is good because it feels as though i can't rely on the people around me um and unlearning that is really really hard yeah like it's hard to it's it's hard to like learn the correct level of dependence or codependence on somebody else with somebody else when you haven't seen a healthy model of it before Mm. it's either i think many of us kind of develop hyper independence in response to hyper dependence okay from yeah from From other other people people, precisely so if we have seen lots of people fail as a result of being hyper dependent on somebody else hyper independence can arise right there can be other conditions whether it be material conditions or intangible experiences that contribute to that sense of i can only depend on myself Mm. because i've been failed and i think that was definitely the case for me and it definitely like impacted a lot lots of my even like when i think of like my relationship with you most of the strides that we have made have come as a result of me finally deciding actually i need help Mm. and like actually i need you to serve me Mm. in this particular area and that was really hard especially um another thing i would say for me was this painting of vulnerability as weakness yeah so i can't show myself i can't show knowledge of myself because that then displays that i'm weak Mm. and i think this whole idea of weakness as being disempowering Mm. rather than empowering and allowing people to help you Mm -hmm. is something that plagued me for a really really long Mm. time i hear that i hear that i think that's spot on this has nothing to do with what you just it has everything (laughs) to do with what you just said but i feel like in response to that because i was going to say i kind of disagree though Mm. but it's not with what you said it's Mm. with an element which is that i think Obviously, in the um, the canon of vulnerability content, yeah, um, it's it's very much so. We have a discomfort with the fact that, or rather, we need to okay. Within the literature that surrounds vulnerability, there mm. is a lot about like vulnerability isn't weakness; it's strength. Mm. But I think vulnerability is weakness, mm. and I think we actually need to allow ourselves 
to be weak, like in certain elements. And I think our, our, our decision to be like, no, 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 vulnerability is a strength. It takes away from the core essence of what vulnerability is, which is a confession that I have a weak spot. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Or I have a place where something that is tender, something that is sensitive, some whatever it is. And it's like, that is a weakness. And I think we should afford ourselves, I guess in the same spirit of like, wanting, not wanting to be superwomen and not pushing this, putting this pressure of being a superwoman on us. I think we should allow ourselves as women, as black women, as eldest daughters, as whatever, to be like, I'm weak in this area. Like, mm. and that's actually okay because it gives me an opportunity to rely on everybody, somebody else. It gives me an opportunity to realize that I am human, right? It gives me the opportunity to also say, I need faith. I need God. It gives me the opportunity to just be like, I haven't got my ish figured out. And like, as soon as we accept that vulnerability is weakness, I also think it does give responsibility to those who we are vulnerable with. And there's something that I'm writing about, like in the book, like it gives opportunity for other people to be there for us. Mm. Right. And I think vulnerability can often be one-sided in the sense that it's a d- display of our strength, you know? Oh, she was so strong. She was able to be vulnerable. And, that's very, very, very. and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's you an element meetings, of it. Oh, she was so strong. Oh, that was so strong. Yeah, do you get what I mean? That was so oh, strong. Yeah. Wow, how strong of a person you are. Yeah. It's like, but I've just confessed to you, <laughs> I have a weakness. <laughs> what? Do you get what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. actually a huge part of the vulnerability narrative also needs to be the response of those we are vulnerable with mm. to then be a pillar for us or mm. to then be some kind of anchor or strength for us. And I think we don't know how to handle that element of it well. And like in self-development content, and I guess like the dilemma is saying, you know, you're self-aware enough to be like, okay, I need to be vulnerable and you do all this work on yourself. But then there's also the relational aspect of it, which is the vulnerability that is leaving your mouth. The truth that is leaving your mouth is going somewhere. Mm. And that person who receives that now has a responsibility to respond in some way, right? The response isn't always positive. However, in our relationships and our friendships and our sisterhood, we actually need to cultivate being good responders to vulnerability and allowing people to actually be weak and allowing people to not guising it as, oh, it's so strong of you and stuff. Like, nah. (laughs) That was straight ass weak. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) oh my God, it's like... Yeah, I'm actually very like, I'm quite weak in this space. I'm quite sensitive. I'm quite, and some of us become very uncomfortable with embracing that we can be those things. Mm. We can be soft. We can be tender. We can be fragile, Mm. you know? And it's like, we we don't want to embrace that because vulnerability is strength. And it's like, (laughs) put the strength to the side. Get it. (laughs) We get it. You're strong. We get it. But embrace the fact that you can also be weak. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, when you said tender, I was thinking of chicken tenders. I'm screaming. <laughs> tender. I don't know why they're called that. Because it's definitely like chicken breast, no? That might be slightly problematic. Breasts <laughs> um, be tender. They are. They do yeah, be tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not us, just the sexualization of the chicken breast. Chicken In this episode, we will. <laughs> My guy. Little chicken, you. Little spirit of Jezebel. <laughs> 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 I know you guys are not going to KFC the same way. Wow, transform. <laughs> Be not gone, deliverance. Tender. Deliverance for the chicken pieces. <laughs> But no, we be, I mean, we got the, the leg, the, the leg, thigh, the, thigh. the breast. It's the people that eat side breasts that actually have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I 
how can you eat side breast anyway? What is that though? Side breast, like what is that's rib cage. Part, yeah. That's, that's so many eight. bones. That's in there. So many bones. That I feel is. like that's the piece of chicken for people who like to chew bones. Yeah. Yeah. Side, side breast. Because who goes to KFC and says, can you put some side breasts? I there? don't even know KFC gives side breasts. Fairs. I know like chicken and chip shop stuff, but that's that's pigeon anyway. I was about to say, what you get in chicken and chip shop? <laughs> that ain't no chicken. No it's chips. <laughs> that, that chicken part. Definitely potato. Not- Can't vouch for the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not GMO, but it's not what it says it is either. <laughs> It might actually be genetically accurate, organic this even, but it's just but not it's chicken. Just not, it's not the animal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's a panorama episode. Oh, uh, that's actually a whole side episode. Yeah. I'm telling you, we need to do our conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, I would series. love to do like a true crime or like conspiracy theory podcast. Love it. I would love to do that. Love Her it. legs were cut off. Her ears were cut off. Her head was cut off. From a young age, we knew that Alan was different. Find out on today's episode of Sisters in Crime. <laughs> oh my God. That is a great... <laughs> We're trademarking that. I know, I know there's some people Someone listening that are like, oh, that's a great podcast. It's taken. It's taken. You can't have it. You can't have it. It's ours now. That's our franchise. That's where we're franchising it. Sisters, Sisters in crime. crime. Wait, we could have a whole detective like show. Oh, it's that's actually true. You know? I think we'd be great. That would actually be good. Imagine if we could sit. I'm so sorry. This is such a tangent. But imagine if we could sit down with serial killers, like have them pull up a chair. You could do like, that. So what made you think it was appropriate? To kill this person's dog and their family. <laughs> Not the dog, too. Because that's often, That's how it starts. That's always how it starts. And then that's they're like, what starts. is it? The trifecta? Yeah. The, yeah. Anyways, uh, this is such a tangent. Coming back. Don't worry. Uh, stay tuned for, <laughs> in future episodes for Sisters in Crime. Um, why does that sound like a Nollywood movie? Sister, it, I'm, I, if we searched it now, I'm sure we'd find it. Sisters in Crime. I'm sure we'd find it. Putting the police hat to, to, to one the side. side. I love what you were saying insofar as like challenging how we conceptualize vulnerability. Mm. Like even in that, the fact that sometimes the way that we deal with having to be weak is through processing it through this whole stereotype of being strong yeah and i also love the fact that that's something that you are touching on insofar as what you're writing right now Mm. around vulnerability in the book and um transparency and i guess i wanted to kind of like come back a bit to this whole idea and this stereotype of the modern woman being hyper independent yeah I would love to hear your thoughts on that because every, every time, time you lead an episode, it's like <laughs> I am a psychiatrist being interviewed. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's all the meat and juice and just, it's bored, just getting into I'm the thick screaming. of it. You know, into, into the, the thick, thick of it. it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Every time I come across content around being the modern woman, it's mm. always in a disparaging tone and there's always that lingering threat of, you know, being alone and just like mm. depending on yourself mm. and how this is bad for the woman. Mm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Obviously, we're going to talk about loneliness in a bit mm. and, you know, the reality of being alone and hyper hyper independent. But in terms of how like lots of content and a lot of disparaging content towards modern women, women is around their hyper, alleged hyper independence. Yeah, what are your drawings? So I think one... It's n- this is patriarchy. Like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put it in a fancy you way. It's what away. it is. You already you know. Can. Um, 
it's not a bad thing to be independent, right? To be an independent thinker, to be an independent um, worker, to have initiative, to be self, like self-reliant, mm. to be able to generate energy from within yourself, to be self-disciplined, like to be independent and all the things that come with it is not an, a negative thing. It becomes negative and it's painted as negative and yep. women become scapegoated because they are women and they should be dependent. They should be submissive. They should be... Um, in every context, in every sphere, in everything that they should do, they should be reliant, right? And I think it's important to realize that that doesn't work in every context. Women don't get to thrive in every context being hyper-dependent. Do you know what I mean? And being, oh my God, I need you to do X, Y, Z for me. Exactly. And it's like that kind of, desire for women to be these damsel in distress in every context and in every situation Mm. um and in every job and in every field is why there's a lot of like negative content and commentary around being the hyper independent woman who's going to end up alone because she won't you know let anybody into her life and it's like no, what you're you're probably seeing, and I'm not saying that those people don't exist and those stereotypes and those caricatures rather have not been painted for us to see because I do think there's a valid point to it. Mm. However, I think the fear people have towards it is more so as a woman, you should be X. As a woman, you should look like this. You should mm. act like this. You should ask for this and you should accept X, Y, Z to be pleasing and to be feminine and to be all of these things when it's like, Actually, no, you guys are know, already know how I feel about feminine energy content. But I think it's important to realize that that doesn't necessarily work in every context. Like I'm thinking about work, like yeah, professional yeah. work. If you want to excel, you need to be independent. Do you get what I mean? Like, what? Do you get, let's be serious. However, when it comes to things like relationships and not just romantic, platonic friendships, friendships with your girls, mm. there is a level of dependence that you must sink into. Mm. Not even sink into. I would even say like just rise into and grow into, which allows you, like we were just saying, to build relationship and intimacy. Right. Um, so I think people kind of see women's entry into the professional space and they're dominance success excellence whatever in that space in whatever sphere whether it be business um tech stem um corporate or even like creative whatever all the spheres of work you know what i'm saying (laughs) all all the people see women success succeeding in that sphere and they think women are becoming too independent Mm. and it's like no they're just excelling in this one aspect Mm. do you know what i mean and why would you enter into something not to be one of the best at it or not to be good at it and to continue being your best at it, right? But I think people can see that and they think that's not natural for women to do, right? Mm -hmm. I had a phone call with a guy the other day. It was very, very interesting. And he was just talking about how like, let me not even get into it because it's very hard to relay <laughs> yeah. and not sound stupid because yeah. he was very I'm wrong screaming. he was very very loud and wrong not however even. however what i gathered from like his ramblings was <laughs> this feeling like that it's not natural for women to be these go-getters and these independent beings and right. excelling in these you know secondary spheres and excelling everywhere but the household basically it's not natural it's something that women have forced themselves into um and it's uncomfortable for them and i'm like sir you sound like you was born in 1605 
Oh, you had read the eighth first. <laughs> Stupid. Did y'all know him? Did y'all shoot who? Screaming. He must have killed one of his wives. <laughs> you he were holding have. the axe. Because what <laughs> are you talking about? Um, and I think it's important to add nuance to this because yeah. it's like, yes, there could be some people who feel a pressure mm. to be independent in every area of their life, right? And it could be as a response of uh, a response to trauma. It could mm. be a, a a mirroring of what they may be seeing and watching. Yeah. However, there is actually a huge population of women and a huge percentage of the of women who are like, I flow through both. Depending on the space you put me in, that will determine how independent I am as a person, right? And I think people don't give us that room to have that fluidity. Mm. It's either you are independent, hyperdependent, dependent, hyperdependent. Which one do you fit into? And it's like all four. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Do you get what yeah. I mean? And yeah. so when we allow ourselves to like change and adapt depending on the context, mm. that's when we actually thrive. And so it's embracing all of those things because. I've never seen somebody be like to a guy, your problem is you're hyper-independent. I've never seen it. Or that you're hyper-dependent. Or hyper-dependent. Do you know what I mean? There needs to be conversation. And I'm sure there are conversations that I had like that. But I think people cheer they cheer it on when it's men they cheer it on like oh my god you're a go-getter oh my god you've built this all on your own oh my god wow rex to riches story oh my god self-made oh my god oh my god oh my god and also like in a i mention it all the time in a capitalistic world like that whole self-made self 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 thing is that the self-driver that is one of the hallmarks of a successful person do you get what i mean and i think so in a in a society that champions to a degree independence Mm -hmm. why is it that it's when women are independent there's a problem um and also subsets of women right like when you think intersectionally you look at people like black women black women and the stereotypes of the strong black women and stuff when people decide to live up to that or when not even they decide to live up to that when people display that right Mm. it's often because the way society is structured forces that out of the pipeline do you get what i mean and then when people decide to unsubscribe from that as well they are also called horrible things like gold diggers or lazy or welfare queens it's like what do you want what do you want from us sir (laughs) what do you want want? (laughs) do you want us to dance for you (laughs) what do you want dance for your uncle uncle. like no it's very much so like why can't we just live in peace you know and also why can't we be treated as individuals it's it's very easy when you create content and like have social commentary Mm. um create social commentary like we can sometimes fall into it right because you need to say something in that episode you can create a generalization of everything because you can't engage with everybody individually right um but i think it's important to constantly be mindful and to think critically of around the fact that just because you heard it about some people doesn't make it relevant to all people. And it really is on an individual circumstance and individual basis. It's not just something you snap out of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because people sat on a podcast and said, don't be hyper independent. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, my personal circumstance, maybe I need to go to therapy. Maybe I actually like it and I succeed and I thrive yep. this way. Yep. Um, but it comes down to personal decision, personal history. And I think the society that we live in right now hates the idea of women not fitting into this cookie cutter mold Mm. of what they want a woman to be sorry 
Hashtag not, not sorry. sorry. <laughs> not sorry. I love that. Yeah. What a moving and just, oh, it was moving. Just, I was going to say poignant. 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 Every time I heard poignant, I just thought of like, um, you know, those West End musicals, yeah. like the reviews. Yeah. It was poignant. poignant. That's what they always yeah. say. They just be using big words for no reason. All the time. But no, I absolutely love everything you have said. I love the fact that you even touched on like the broader structural forces and so Mm. far as like, look, capitalism, part of the reason why a lot of folks can't stand that women are becoming more independent is Mm. because structures like capitalism, a lot of them, when they manifest, they rely on exploitation. And it relies, it just so happens that this model, this brand of capitalism, particularly particularly in the west Mm -hmm. relies on women being less independent yeah we need somebody that's dependent on the independent class which is men Men. and it's so frustrating because as you said there's so many different i love the fact that you talk oh girl it's like let me let me just dissect the different like aspects of dependency and existing on the different planes of dependency Mm. you can be hyper independent in one sense of the word in one sphere and then dependent in another in the same way like we coexist in relationships where it's like we have codependency codependencies in these relationships but in others less so yeah and it's just so unfortunate that especially when it comes to women womanhood is defined by how much we can depend on a man and even thinking about the br- the poor brother that was out here rambling, talking about feeling uncomfortable at women's independence. Sometimes I just wonder, is that a cop out for the fact that some of you as men have abdicated your so-called responsibility in this capitalist structure? You've abdicated. Do you know what I mean? It's uncomfortable because it feels as though you are being surpassed. Mm-hmm. But ra- why is your response to denigrate rather than to raise the standard? 100%. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, more women are getting educated and more women, are, like there's so much disparagement towards women that get educated mm-hmm. or towards women that open businesses mm-hmm. or women that decide that they want to get their affairs in mm-hmm. order or get their finances in order. And it's just like, why don't you have these things? This is not even like a hallmark of hyper-independence. Mm-hmm. It's a hallmark of self-sufficiency. Yep. And I think it's really important to have a distinction between the two because a lot of women, many of them can be hyper-independent because they've seen the child are dropping the the standard. How can I rely, how can I be dependent when you're not even self-sufficient? You cannot take care of yourself. And now you're mad because I'm trying to take care of myself because I've seen, not only do you have the capacity to take care of me, you barely have clothes on your back. And the thing is, that man was talking to me in a singlet. <laughs> no, look, literally, he had a vest on. As soon as that camera came on, I said, sir. Yes, sir. Hey. What color was it? White. I knew it. I said, yeah. 100%. What other color? What is white. the other color of the white. brand? Yes. What is the brand colors? Let's think. <laughs> I knew it brand colors I knew it the thing is he was a lovely person we were FaceTime and he was lovely not to put your business out there obviously (laughs) my Um, good sir sorry Pele yeah he would no he you know whatever but it was very like concerning I was I I was concerned because I just think to myself and it's it's not let me even take it away from him as well like I think it's important to realize that it's so easy yep. to blame other people, but you got to remember when you point one finger, three fingers point back at you. Oh, and I think if you want to be, um, you can't force people down. 
in order to feel like you're superior. Yeah, yeah. If you want to truly be superior, you have to rise up, right? You actually have to go up. And that could be based on standard, based on income, based on whatever. If I want to make more than you, I can't ask you to start making less. I need to go and make more. Do you get what I mean? And so I think it's important for people to realize you can't force women into a place of submission. You can't force Mm, women into a mm -hmm, place mm -hmm. of inferiority because that's when you become abusive. And we've seen, we've seen the results of centuries and centuries and centuries of abuse. And so I think it's important for men, women, wider conversations, community organizations, like just when we're uh, having comments about structures and stuff, I think it's important for people to realize what they're saying and what the um, implications of what they're saying is. And like you said, oftentimes it's, I need you to do less. I ain't trying to do more, but I need you to do. <laughs> I need you to do a bit less. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> cost of living is going up. Why should I do less? And his frustration was more so like, women are out here making loads of money, and they don't even really have to work hard for it. And I'm thinking, so they're entrepreneurial, and you're bad. And the thing is, yeah, if they don't have to work that hard for it, why? Why? Is there a lack thereof of the things that you claim they don't have to work hard for? What do you mean? As in, uh, you know, women are, it's easy for women to make lots of money. So if this, the premise of making money is easy, my good sir, have you not jumped on the bandwagon? But did you miss the ship? That when they were docking, were you out? But I kind of hear one element of what he's saying, which is because of the hypersexualization of women, the sexualization of women, right? we can make money more mm, so mm-hmm, from sex. Like mm-hmm. we can dominate the sex industry than however. The primary consumer. However. <laughs> the primary consumer. However. Hey, <laughs> the hey, money is hey. coming from somebody else. <laughs> How the they money. get the money in the first place. Baby, and the money, who's it coming from? Who's the primary Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I can't get paid till you get paid, sir. So yeah. who's making money? Baby, here? let me see your only Are you just upset that the money has been transferred? On my say. <laughs> <laughs> On my say. <laughs> because the valuations of OnlyFans going up. Going up. Like it's it's I think it's it's sad because people get frustrated at the fact that they do not benefit from their own consumption. Mm, and it's like that's good. That's you excellent. do benefit from your consumption. That's excellent. You just uh, quantify these things by monetary value That's but actually you benefit a lot behind closed doors huh you <laughs> sorry my mind went to the worst of place your toes are shivering shaking <laughs> talk about you didn't benefit because she got the money and the end anyway we don't <laughs> We ain't gonna talk too much about that. It's your string best. Oh, child. Anyway, let's move on because <laughs> sorry, that image is oh heaven forgive me. That singlet, yeah. Why is singlet just one of those words that when you hear it? You Honest to God, it's not a vest. Whole. It's a singlet. It's the whole thing. It's a singlet. <laughs> oh man. Oh, singlet. that FaceTime lasted all of like three minutes. I could imagine. Yeah, you know those people when they speak, you're just like, you're not speaking to me. You're speaking at me. Yeah, 
Anyways, child, maybe I'll do a, a chronicle, dating chronicles. That would be so yeah, funny. When I get married. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put myself out there. <laughs> no, people are crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, oh, that is too funny. But I kind of want to pivot the conversation mm. a little bit to speaking more about the other side of the whole hyper-independence, the modern woman, and this whole charge around, like, you're at risk of becoming lonely. Yeah. Now, I know that, again, the conversation is often around, like, oh, if you don't stop being hyper-independent, you're going to be lonely because, you know, all your friends are going to go and get married and you're yeah, not going to find gonna a partner. You're out here on your own. Eggs um, ain't cracked. House is empty. <laughs> Lonely. <laughs> you got your cats. <laughs> I like 10 cats. Got 25 cats and all you do is go to church. <laughs> you know, I'll have you, you know some play pet bingo owners. on the weekend and you go play space. You always at the family cookouts <laughs> ain't bringing no cute Early. fella over here. Early. Is you a lesbian? Is you a homosexual? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they be so. <laughs> Is you a homosexual? <laughs> People are concerned. <laughs> Is why you a you, lesbian? I can take it to the past. <laughs> I'll be praying for yourself. <laughs> oh, stop it. No, why are all coaches the same like that, please? Oh, 100%. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? You don't think my mum will be... Your friends are there getting married. Getting married. And it's so funny because oh, there's so many assumptions that we make around even that, right? Mm. The fact that loneliness can be fixed by being within the context yeah. of a marriage when yeah. some married women are amongst the lone the most loneliest people that yeah. we know and then there's the also the other element of loneliness isn't just a feature of being single mm. you can be in a relationship and lonely but equally you can be single and lonely yeah. but not because you're not in a relationship yeah. but more so because you actually don't have a community around you so I guess I want to hear more around your thoughts on like this whole idea of loneliness, yeah. particularly for women yeah. dealing with the reality of dealing with loneliness yeah. and then the added pressure of having to augment or fix this loneliness by slapping a marriage bandaid on it. Boom, bang. Boom. Uh, not lonely. Right. Loneliness is a very real thing. Mm. And I think increasingly more of us are dealing with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, and it's not just a thing for young people with an aging population. Loads of people are facing feelings of loneliness. Right. right? I think it's important for us to realize that even as much as we are more connected than ever. And, you know, I can talk to somebody in Singapore right now if I wanted Hello. to. You can still feel and you probably will still feel very lonely if you do not invest in personal, real life, offline relationships, right? Mm. There is something about human contact, human interaction that we as humans need. Mm. We need to be, you know, the majority of us, we need to be touched. We need to be embraced we need to be we need to laugh we need to have human contact with people there's a reason why if people want to drive people crazy they will put them in isolation they will put them in um solitary confinement they'll be like no interaction with people for you as a mm. punishment and so i think it's important for us to take time to realize the because we need to invest in relationships 
it's easy to just think, ah, oh, romantic relationships. Yeah. You know, somebody to live with, somebody to create with, somebody to, you know, be with all the time. And it's like, no, there are so many forms of relationships which you can invest in. Um, relationships that are authentic and intimate that mm. need your attention and your effort. Mm. Um, and I think this is what this whole sister, like it's a cornerstone of what this sisterhood is about, which is when we say invest in your relationships or heal to be better in your relationships or do any of all of these things. Yeah. It's not just for a romantic partner. It's for every single person who you are in some kind of relationship with, who you are relational with. It's parents, it's siblings, it's, um children yes partners it's also friends it's also acquaintances it's also the people it's all of the people who have to interact with you yeah. right who are trying to build some level of intimacy with you i think the narrative around um i did a video on my youtube channel right go watch and it. some definitely it was about being single for a couple us uh, for six years mm -hmm. and somebody commented below like you should live in like a shared community. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should go and live in like one of those communities yeah. where people like are codependent. I'm not trying to join a cult. I don't understand why our minds go to, oh, you don't want to be in a relationship. You should go and be in one of those weird cults in a village somewhere. Not to say that's what not they were the suggesting, the but family. it's almost like, oh, you don't want to do this very normal thing. Oh, you must be crazy. You yeah. go over there the extreme you know and it's like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute hold on when you take the whole like hyper focus and idolatry sometimes of relation mm. romantic relationships yeah, away yeah, yeah. what you realize is i'm just describing that i want to take time to invest in the other plethora of relationships i'm surrounded by right but it made me realize wow a lot of us don't even think about or will really put any importance in developing those relationships, strengthening those relationships to the point where if somebody says, I don't want to be in a romantic relationship, yeah. we assume they're saying they want to be alone. Yep. Or that they're crazy. Or that they're crazy for wanting to be crazy. alone. And it's like, no, I don't want to be alone. I am not alone. Mm. Do you go? I mean, actually, I have very enriching relationships around me. It's just there's one specific type that I don't want to focus on right now do mm. you get what i mean and i think people because we place so much value on that one because it's so attached to our worthiness it's so attached to our self-esteem and it's so attached to society's approval of us we just don't want to focus on the other ones yeah. and we don't place any value on the other ones as if they cannot be as enriching and as um fulfilling right mm -hmm. now i do say all of that to say if you are fighting with loneliness, you don't just need to run into a relationship to solve it, right? And actually running into a relationship, running into a relationship is not going to solve all of your issues of loneliness. Like mm. you described, people can be in relationships and be lonely. Mm. Um, but also some people go into, well, many people, this is why relationships are relationships, right? Many people go enter into relationships and are so fulfilled. However, I find that the people who are most fulfilled are the people who have balance. The people who have balance in terms of my fulfillment is not just coming from this one place. Right. I am fulfilled by so many other things as well. And I come into this relationship or I get to engage in this relationship with all of that joy as well because my my the fountain of my joy is not just this one place I drink from many wells you know I think that's that's just a beautiful a, just place just a minute just a minute that was a good one that was a really good one just a minute just a whoa hello hello <laughs> hello 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 hi 
That was good. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Keep going. Yeah. When you quote me, it's at CD Boateng. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember to add it to the bottom because some of y'all be using my words and you don't be quoting Don't be quoting Don't be quoting the podcast. Is that too much? Oh my God. Okay, if you go reference Esther. If y'all go. <laughs> if y'all go reference something from this podcast, we want to. Oh, look, even the way for it. <laughs> I'm just looking at them. <laughs> if y'all go. <laughs> Because I know somebody listening and their eardrums just went, ah. Um, if y'all want to be quoting us, lots of the sisters do it already. And we actually love to see it. Like, mm. it's just beautiful to see that you guys be actually listening to this podcast mm. and taking away gems. Credit us. We want to see it, man. It makes our day. It really does. It really makes our day. It really does. But yeah, like, I say all that to say relationships are beautiful it's a beautiful thing to be in relationships mm. but when i say that people will think i'm talking about romantic relationships mm. i think we need to start detaching our association with the word relationship with mm. just mm. romance mm. and nah, realize that you are a relational being you're yeah. in relationship with so many different people in your life and if you are not they're worth investing in it's worth going to look for friends it's worth going to speak to your family it's worth investing in those things right um i think people's fear though surrounding like oh you're gonna be alone you're gonna be lonely you're gonna be da 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 i think it's a very um it's an archaic thing mm. which is if you leave your father's house, who's going to take care of you? Me. <laughs> and like people paint this image of like, oh, you know, all these women who get into their 40s and 50s who are single, they're yeah. all upset. They're all angry inside. They're bitter. all lonely. They're Burr, all bitter. bitter. They're all unhappy. <laughs> and I actually think there is some wisdom to the fact that if you listen to people's experience, there can be some people who say, I regret not doing this earlier or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I regret being in this position. However, mm. I think there is also the group of people, mm. and I've heard certain testimonies of people who are like, I am, I'm thriving. Mm. What people, you know, that stereotypical image that we painted, right? You're lonely. You're always going to places by yourself your life is a bit mundane you only have 10 cats actually only? a lot of people who are here single are going on holidays every month they're thriving their bills are paid they're their drinking their water paid. they're drinking their water they're in the best shape of their life they're, because they are investing in things mm. which are healthy right oftentimes people can be like in order to get out of loneliness you should settle and i think a lot of people will realize that people don't necessarily choose to be alone they are alone because the right thing hasn't come right and i think it's good to think about once you become so comfortable being alone yeah. per se um and this is not just in romantic relationships this is also in friendships when you become so comfortable I bring myself peace. I know how to live a peaceful life. You don't settle for something that will come and disturb it just because something has come along, right? It's important for us as women to be reminded mm. that whilst nothing is perfect, there are good things mm. that we can wait for, right? Mm, 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 mm. And good things are worth waiting on. Yeah. And so to kind of answer the original question, which I've forgotten... To be alone is not a bad thing. To be lonely is. Mm. And I think there are moments in our life when we need to be comfortable being alone, right? Being within our own company, um, forming these kind of independent ways of thinking yeah. and stuff like that. Those things are important. However, you need people. You need to invest in people. You need to learn to love people. And you also need to accept people's love. 
that can come from a multitude of places. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be more comfortable with the idea that I can be loved from several different places and it doesn't make me less worthy just because it's not coming from this one specific place. Mm. Um, And people just had, yeah, sorry, back to the, that's the train of thought that I was going on. This thought of like, if you leave your father's house, who's going to take care of you, right? Yeah. We don't live in that society anymore. You know, I'm not a spinster. Do you get what I mean? Um, (laughs) I'm not going to live on the streets. I'm not. Do you get what I mean? And also there are other ways to be taken care of, which don't require a romantic partner. I don't understand why like, we are so like we don't pressure women go to school go to school why don't we just focus on like other things that are important you know like fair healthcare fair education world hunger, world hunger poverty um sexual traffic sex trafficking but you guys are pressed that i don't want to be with a man right like i just the math is not mathing in fact let's also focus on mass incarceration rates we want to talk about those kind of issues police brutality underfunded public spaces we need to talk about the those cost things. of living is increasing increasing <laughs> exponentially corruption but you guys are gonna sit up in here and watch my womb and my pocket war and my pocket y'all don't even know there's wars outside but you know when my period's <laughs> coming it. Stop it. <laughs> you guys don't know where we're at with russia v ukraine, ukraine. but you're out here in my womb Ooh, and watch. I get it. And like, I, I get it. Like, okay, people be worried. I get it. But why? Though? But let you know me There's actually strangers with... that are more worried exactly, about these kind of things. And exactly. <laughs> why don't you let me be worried with my intimate people, with people who are in intimate relationship with me, people yeah. who actually care about me, yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than using this as the topic for your next podcast or, you know, the group chat conversation or the family reunion conversation or the things that you gossip with your friends with, right? That's not what this is. Oh, yeah sorry i've rambled no you have that go here go here wow i'm even backed out of the whole frame yeah. is, is it, i'm screaming since there was so much to come <laughs> you had to back up a little bit back it up. um but no genuinely i really do love that i i think in my mind as you were speaking it doesn't when you are alone it doesn't necessarily mean you are lonely and equally feeling lonely doesn't always necessitate you being alone, alone. and I love what you were saying about how many of us are compelled into settling. Because I think that's a lot of the pervasive message that we get when we think about hyper-independence, the modern woman, the fear of loneliness. It's pressure to settle for that which is not meant for you Mm. because of these stereotypes, because of these irrational fears. Mm. And it's just like, I love what you said about your loneliness won't be fixed by your desperation and your settling. It won't be because... You will feel even more alone when you are with somebody romantically who actually sucks, doesn't get you, doesn't understand you. Sucks like just you. you're incompatible, yeah. probably have very problematic views yeah. and there's nothing you can do because you're now stuck in this relationship yeah. with this person that you actually don't like. And you feel stuck. And that's the that's the narratives around loneliness and people make it being made to feel scared of being alone keeps people stuck Mm, right it's mm. not like you haven't got the choice to leave it's more so now instead of thinking about i'm not happy let me leave 
or you know, I, it's and it's not. Please don't. Nobody is perfect. You guys have said that you should stay and do the work. No, sometimes the work is the work is not worth it. <laughs> sometimes back your load. Just it's time sometimes. to exit, right? But people became become scared to exit because they have been made to be scared. Mm. Sorry, they have been made scared of being alone. Right, do you get what right, I mean? Right, it's right. like if I le- I finally got somebody. If I now leave this people are going to be looking at me like, ah, yeah. oh, so, you know, is it not better to be in a bad situation Bruh. than be in no situation? Bruh. Bruh. It's such a, and I think it's also, it sets you up for long-term failure 100%. because you find yourself worth is in all of these reinforcing doctrines that we have around womanhood. Yeah. So what are you going to do if heaven forbid something happens to your partner? Yeah. What will you do when your kids eventually yeah. grow up and leave the nest? And I think that's where it's really important to have like, frank and honest relationships with other women as well that are older or who have more experience so they can tell you the real deal about all of these fears around loneliness like why are we taking our cues from strangers on the internet Hmm. and our cues from men who actually don't know us and men who actually despise us when we have people within our community we have aunties albeit some of the aunties be problematic we do have aunties we have mothers we have sisters we have friends who are in a wealth of different experiences that can add to our knowledge pool so we don't have to find out through first-hand experience yeah sometimes first-hand experience baby it it ain't gotta be first-hand Sometimes your goods are better second. Mm-hmm. Okay, sometimes it's better. I'm not going to lie to you. Better. You know how stew is better the next day. It sometimes be- it's like that. It is better to get. Sometimes the car boot sale be hitting. You oh. find some chips. <laughs> you find some chips. On at discount. Yacht, at the yacht yeah. sale. Yeah. And I, I was going to. A thought came into my mind, which is that I think for a lot of us women, though, the reason why we end up in that situation of you're entering into something, but it's not necessarily good. And it's not for a long time. Mm. Um, is because we're we're pressured into be getting married, but yeah, no, yeah. there's so much conversation about how to get married, how to get him to pop the question, how to be feminine enough, how to be da 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 da. But how much content is mm-hmm. out there that's actually engaged with that is about how to have a successful marriage and how to also invest in your holistic well-being throughout the rest of your life. Because yeah, okay, somebody popped the question, and it's because of that frustrating thing of our self worth and our femininity being yeah. so validated by a man's acceptance and a man's proposal and all of these things. It's like, no, past the marriage, past, not even the past the marriage, past the day you get married, yeah. past the day you get engaged, there is a life that now needs to be built, right? right? How do you do that successfully? And that's why we settle because it's like, I can get any man to pop the question, but is that the man you want to build a life with? And that's a ma- is, and is that a man you can build a life mm. with? Or is that a person you can build a business mm, with or build mm, a life mm, with, mm. right? Because like you said, so many seasons are going to come. You're going to be with this person in sickness and in health. You're going to be with this person when things are good financially and bad financially. You're going to be with this person um, when some of the people around you are no longer around, right? What if, when your parents die, when your parents die, this is the person who's going to get you through grief, you know, exactly. This is the person that's going to get you through grief. This is also somebody when your kids leave, you're stuck with that person. Do you get what I mean? So you've got to start thinking about what goes into not just initiating something and getting something started, but actually getting, making something sustainable mm. and making something successful. Mm-hmm. And very, a lot of us, you know, we get, it's like getting a new fancy car, yeah, you know, and it yeah. can go zero to 60 in like, I don't know, three points, two points. I don't know. I don't know about something, cars. Something, I can't drive. Something, something, something. Engineer, um, engineer. <laughs> <laughs> but like it goes, it's a Tesla. Do you get it? It yeah, can yeah, go yeah. really, really fast. But can it go far? Some of y'all be good. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's you've done all that revenue, you've done that pow pow fireworks. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, yeah, you've got zero to sixty, and that's it. Capped. Have you ever bought something that died like ten seconds? Ten in? seconds, and it's like oh. it did the job for right now. You know, but marriage isn't a right now thing. Yeah. Relationships are not a right now thing. It's a forever, mm. you know, or it's a for this season. And that requires longevity, mm. right? And longevity, the longevity of something is based on its inward characteristics and not just its outward appearance and mm. not just what mm-hmm. you've heard and the glamorization that surrounds it. I think for us, the pressure can sometimes be because you should be scared of loneliness. This is a quick fix to loneliness. But like you said, that's a long-term burden. That's a long-term problem. Yeah. Is Are you with someone you actually want to carry this with, yeah, right? Yeah. That's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. And to wrap up, yeah. top tip or like one mm-hmm. learning or just something that you can impart on the sisters who are dealing with these pressures, but yeah. also dealing with the realness of loneliness. Yeah. yeah. What you got for us, ma'am? Relationships, all of them, all mm-hmm. types are really beautiful things, right? Actively seek them out. I constantly think about this Bible scripture that is, if you want friends, you have to first prove yourself friendly. I love that. I think it's important to be there for people yeah, and yeah, to put yeah, yourself yeah. out there, right? It's to put yourself out there and say, I'm not just going to wait for the olive branch to be extended to me. I'm going to extend it, mm, right? I'm going to mm. invite somebody over to my house. I'm going to invite somebody out to coffee. I'm going to show up to that person's event. I'm going to send that person a kind message. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm going to put my foot out there. I'm going to put my hand out there and hope that it is reciprocated to me. We can often wait and we get so bogged down on why is nothing coming to me? And it's like, well, you haven't, why Why don't you just stop h- holding your arms out and what, sorry, why don't you stop holding your, ar- your arms wide open and just start reaching them out, Must you know, and it. start bringing it, right? People Must aren't just gonna, fall. do you get what I mean? Like my arms are open wide. I want to receive, I want to receive. R&B but sometimes, <laughs> it is very much R&B, but like I'm actually hanging out of this entire room. Um, we hold open our arms like really wide to receive when actually we need to be stretching them out to like take, mm. to grab, to reach to, like actually mm. initiate. Mm. Don't mm. just receive, mm. initiate. Um, and I'm not telling you to shoot your shot because I know some of y'all are thinking, so does that mean I gotta be sliding to these men's DMs and I gotta be telling people, popping the question, if you don't get up, stand up, <laughs> stand up. <laughs> Stand up, because listen, I'm a feminist, but if I see you put that knee on the ground, we get some. Did you even see, this might be problematic, but did you see the man that popped the question in Nando's? Yeah. Oh. We're not going to go there today. Yeah, I was thinking that this might be. (laughs) We can't go there today, unfortunately. She she looks so embarrassed. (laughs) She looks so embarrassed. You know, we've spoken about it before. Second-hand embarrassment. Uh, I, I, my heart. Anyways, personally for me, if you're going to pop the question in Nando's, you can't get down on one thing. You can't make this a public spectacle. I think that was what was you get, the You can't, concerned. you can't I would make prefer, this a, You got to do it at home. And I don't know. Well, yeah, and again, it's around this whole like the theater. And I'm not against. I love a good engagement. I love love. Yeah. I love a good wedding. I love it. Don't. I'm not a hater. Please hear me when I say this. Right. But again, <laughs> it's like all this pressure on this moment. It don't have to be that. 
it's got to be authentic. And I'm not saying it wasn't authentic. Like, obviously, you can't... You, well, hopefully, you don't fake propose somebody. However... In the Nando's. The Nando's thing, like, I think for me, the be and end all of it is that's not what she wanted. Mm. It seemed like that's not what she wanted. Yeah. It's personally yeah. also not what I want. So if you do, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> that's it. Take heed. Yeah. I think it's that mismatch of expectations. Yeah. It's like, sis looked like she wanted to... A hundred percent. swallowed by the But ground. you never know. Like, it could... Maybe that was the first Nando's they went on their date, their oh, first yeah, date. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we came to this Nando's and that was the first time I, I asked you to be my girlfriend. I personally believe in speaking with your future spouse about these things, boyfriend and girl. Look here. Yeah. If you have plans to propose to be, it can a be in Nando's. Okay. Wonderful. Shout out to Nando's though. I but like they... I said, you, you just can't get on one knee. Maybe whisper it across the table. Put it in the chicken. No. Whisper it across the table. <laughs> Because I will choke. The way I can scoff down at Nando's, I will choke. Now we have to wait five to three to five working days. You know when the you think that the diamond is, uh, what do you call it? Like a bone or something. Not even that. You'll think it's, uh, what do you call it? Uh, opaz, but it's just the peri-salt that's covered. <laughs> oh my God, a sapphire diamond. No, that's the oil. Just that's wipe the- it. Just Hold wipe on. it. That's the peri-sauce. Oh, oh, wipe it. <laughs> scandalous anyways anyways um, um happy nuptials yeah, happy yeah, yeah, nuptials yeah, to hap- y'all yeah um but yeah personally i yeah that's what i would say initiate it's not about i'm gonna shoot my shot or anything yeah. like that it's actually about putting yourself out there just for engagement, like a conversation, Um, getting to know people as well. I think I was talking about this in a video I filmed today. Mm. Um, We put so much pressure on, if I start talking to you, you have to be the one because I'm putting in all this energy. Listen, don't be so pompous. Don't be so arrogant to think that everything has to work out for you because you've given it your effort. Listen, just be open to the fact that I'm going to put some effort into finding a friend, into finding a partner, into finding, you know, more acquaintances and people I can chill with. Mm. Not everyone I meet is going to be absolutely amazing, yeah. but I'll actually get the opportunity to learn more about people. I will gain something from this no matter what, right? Mm. Then I'm going to move on. Mm. I'm going to learn something about myself. I'm going to learn something about the world. And then I'm going to move on if it doesn't fit with where I am right now. Um, but it's nothing, nothing is lost from having a conversation and just get over that initial like, oh, but I'm embarrassed, I'm shy. Do you want friends or not? Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's I it. really love that. Yeah, how about yourself? One Goodness. tip for the girls. Damn, that's hard because that's a real good tip. But you know, the follow up, I'm shy, I'm saying, no, but in the spirit of Courtney to say, have it's confidence. It's one of my K-Rows out because this wig is too small for me. So yeah. <laughs> Go on, sorry. Can you sorry, me and my, it's a style. It's a it's style. Just, that's how the girls be doing it now. They be out here hanging their whole scalp out. That's okay. You didn't, people didn't even know this. Um, dealing with no loneliness and the pressures of hyper independence. I think you need to do some soul searching around the areas that you are weak in. Mm. I think that, especially on the hyper-independence part, I think I'm still enthralled by the thought of living in that softness and Mm. understanding that there are areas in your life, especially if you're the kind of person whereby you might be similar to me insofar as you're dealing with that whole 
how do I become a person that actually does reach out to other people mm. and starts to depend on people? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily always have to be premised on, I have so much to add to them. I have to bring so yeah. much value. Sometimes it's about human connection and in order to make the most authentic human connections, you need to be aware of your weaknesses yeah. as well as your strengths. Yeah. You might find yourself connecting, or obviously not trauma bonding, but like you might find yourself connecting over similar experiences or yeah. you might find yourself um, connecting over similar responses to experiences. Yeah. But preceding that, you actually do need to do the work of understanding and really sitting with the discomfort of you're actually soft. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And like also realizing that you are capable of being feeling lonely yeah, as well because some yeah. of us are in denial we're like i'm so hyper independent i never feel lonely i got so much stuff going on for me even in the midst of being a high performer or mm. um someone that's a perfectionist or somebody that's just got so much going for them these can often be the loneliest people 100%. and sometimes you have to peg yourself down at least emotionally and mentally and realize actually whilst everything outside is good everything inside, inside. hurts mm, that's good so yeah my tip would be to you really do need to do some soul search and yeah. then actually identify some of your weaknesses or some of the areas that you desire to be soft yeah. in and then use that as a means to start um, facilitating those human yeah, connections. Yeah, that's with people. really good, man. That is really good. Man. We, be, we some of us be big softies at heart, man. We all need people, man. And it's, it's about embracing that side of yourself. Like, I'm soft. I'm soft. I'm I like soft, soft things. And that's why it's good to then have boundaries. That knowledge of the fact that I am soft Mm. lets me know I must protect my heart Mm. Mm. in some way. And that's why I have boundaries, you know. Just start embracing that side of yourself. Please, Please. you are soft and you are worth taking care of. Yeah. Both by yourself, but also by other people. You deserve to be helped. You deserve to be loved. 100%. Get that good, good loving. Anyways, my pretties, we must wrap up wrap it the up. episode. Yeah. All right. We hope that you've had a fantastic listen. We hope you liked it. We hope you liked it. Yeah. Um, hope you, you, you had a good uh, eggnog there. What accent? I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, oh, what is, uh, what do you call it? Doing up the Americans and yeah, the Africans. Are. So it's like, you know, Jody from up north Jody. or something. Something like that. I do love the way they speak, though. I used to Some of it be nice. I think it sounds really Geordie cool. Shaw. It's giving me Jordy Shaw. Geordie it's giving Shaw. me up north. It's giving yeah. me that whole intonation. Yeah. I love it. Nice. I feel like I could be a Love Islander. They really do be coming from the north. They do. And yeah. They do talk like this. I'm just looking for a bit of a fit one. Yeah. Love it. He's a firecracker, he is. Love the way he's. he's oh, she's, she's a worldie. A, she's a stat. <laughs> she's a worldie. She's a worldie. She's a right one. Oh gosh. What I'd give, I'd give now to be with it. <laughs> cheeky one that is. I don't is. want you now. Stop cheeky it. one that Stop is. It. I know you're cheeky, Brian. Cheeky, cheeky one that cheeky is. One. Oh my god, they really anyway. Love Island comes <laughs> yeah. on real soon. I'm looking for a real firecracker. Yeah. A stout blondie. Do me just good. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> It's the best. Sisters, we have to do that accent way more. That's too funny. Sisters, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we are sending lots of love, light, and just community to you in these trials and tribulations and dealing with, you know, the pressures of being an independent woman um, and figuring out dependency. Let us know what you have to think about independency, codependency, hyperdependency, insert, you know, something dependency. 
um, some kind of pendency um, and loneliness. You can do this by commenting and dropping it like it's hot in the YouTube comments or by adding us on our social media. You know where to find us on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, on the TikToks. It's at To My Sisterhood. And of course, please come and follow us individually. Lovely lady to my left of me at CD Barteng on everything. And yeah. be sure to check out her YouTube. She's been yeah. pumping out the vlogs. Did somebody say the vlogs? We, we be pumping out the vlogs. We be She's like, you were like, I know she ain't gonna start I was about to say, it, starts, it sounds like you're gearing yourself up. You're hyping yourself up. And you're gaining momentum with that. I need to nip in the bud. <laughs> I heard it the third time. I said, no, no, no. You heard the bass. <laughs> you started to add a bit of a melody a as well. Bit as the the, as well. I was like, in uh, it with uh, the vlog. Stop said, that. Uh. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. So please follow at CD Boateng and at Renee Kabuki. <laughs> you can also join the mailing list. She doesn't do that there. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> You can also join the mailing list on <laughs> twomysisters.com. <laughs> Make sure that you check out the description here on YouTube for all of those links, but also they will be in the show notes. And definitely leave a comment here on YouTube, but come and say hi to us for sure on the social media pages. As you heard, June Challenge is going on, so definitely participate. Grab yourself um, some people to help and do good things for this month okay we will talk to you very soon hope you have an amazing week thank you for listening to us rate us five stars four stars <laughs> um you know four or five stars essentially you already made the drill three stars hello to you my sister <laughs> don't press that button without you well as lost us okay we'll try to improve we're trying all right committed to evolution i love it when you say that <laughs> but why would you come on the podcast i said rate us five stars you're gonna give us three stars, three stars. i talk about i'm just being honest don't be honest publicly <laughs> bring us around the <laughs> whisper in my ear whisper in my ear oh. don't be putting my business out there you know what i'm saying it's that person that gave us like two stars in the first that traumatized so i said oh are people are out here people so are out here you guys are young yeah but yeah you do honestly four or five stars we are open to feedback in our inboxes <laughs> so <laughs> but we'll talk to you next week as always keep glowing and growing ciao Mwah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 